0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to All Steak No Sizzle, the no BS look at sports, life, and entertainment. And on this episode, we're going to look more at the sports side of things. I'm going to give a 2016 NFL season preview. Those of you know that the season starts today with the Broncos versus the Panthers. We're going to talk about that game. We're gonna, I'm going to give my predictions for the entire season. Uh, being a Detroiter and a I guess you could say a Detroit Lions fan. I have a love-hate relationship with that team. I'm going to give my opinion on how the 2016 season is going to play out for the Lions. So uh, all my friends, make sure you pay attention so you can uh, be angry at me later on. <laughs> Just a little preview. Uh, I'm going to go through the divisions, who I think is going to win each division, who's going to make it to the playoffs. am going to give my playoff predictions, my Super Bowl prediction. You know, it's only fair that I put it out there now before the season starts. So. Uh, I'm not just going through the season saying, oh, no, I, I said the whole time that this team is going to win it. So I'm going to put it on paper, make my bold prediction now. And we're also going to talk about the UFC 203 that's coming up this weekend in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm actually going to be traveling to Cleveland to check it out. We're going to give a little bit of a preview of that show, give my predictions for that show as well. For all you wrestling fans, just know that your boy CM Punk is going to be making his UFC debut. So I will be on the floor watching Punk make his his uh, foray into MMA. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's get into this uh, season preview. Um, 2016 season, like I said, kicks off well from when this comes out later on today. Uh, season's gonna start off with a rematch of last year's Super Bowl, the Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. Well, we're looking at a different, different, different Denver Broncos team this year. They will be without Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning for the first time in, I believe, it's three years, three or four years now, and they're gonna be starting second-year quarterback Trevor Simeon. So. I want to say the Broncos are going to pull this one out because I actually do like their team. Only thing is their quarterback situation. I'm not too, too confident in right now. So I'm going to go ahead and say the Carolina Panthers go ahead and get this first win and advance their Super Bowl loss. I think Cam Newton has been itching for nine months to, to get this game going when, when they announced the schedule that he's going to get a chance to go against the broncos again i definitely think he circled that on his calendar has been ready to get his revenge so i'm going to say the carolina panthers take the victory in this one young quarterback on the broncos side in his first start you know they're going to have all the pageantry they're going to be unveiling uh the, the super bowl banners i think they get their rings today too so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in Denver. There's going to be a lot of um, pageantry going on. I think it's going to be a little bit distracting. So I'm definitely going to go with the Panthers in this one. But um, I'm definitely picking the Panthers to have another good year. I think they're going to get off to a good start. But let's go ahead and start breaking down these divisions. We'll start on the let's start on the AFC side. Uh, let's take a look at the AFC East, which I think is a very, very interesting division. In the AFC East, you have the Panth- excuse me, the Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, the New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. You have four teams very familiar with each other. And basically, the Patriots have basically dominated this division <laughs> basically since Tom Brady's been uh, the quarterback over there. I think the Patriots have won all of them except for one since Tom Brady has been the starting quarterback of that team and I want to say that was the year that he got hurt but they still ended the season 10 and six I think the Patriots start off this year in kind of a a weird spot because Tom Brady is suspended for the first four games of the year he finally is getting his suspension for the deflate gate saga that continue since the Super Bowl two years ago. He decided not to appeal it anymore. He just said, screw it. I'll take my four-game suspension. So, Jimmy Garoppolo will be starting the first four games. Um, They got a pretty tough start. They go against the Arizona Cardinals this week. And I actually thought about going to the game that they play October 9th against the Cleveland Browns because that's going to be Tom Brady's first game back so they basically they have to weather the storm of these first four games without their their leader Tom Brady, and they have to find a way to at least go I think two and two because I think when Tom Brady comes back he's going to be pissed off, and he's going to want to prove a point. He's going to want to destroy any and everything moving after that. And you also have a team in Miami who has a new coach and Adam Gase. For those of you that don't know who he is, Adam Gase. Is was the offensive coordinator of the Denver Broncos a few years ago when Tom, excuse me, not Tom Brady, Peyton Manning put up all world numbers, breaking passing records left and right. So he's there now and he's gonna get his hands on who I think is a really talented quarterback that just hasn't reached his potential in Ryan Tannehill. You infuse that that gay system with a good quarterback and who I think is a a damn good wide receiver in Jarvis Landry, who I think can – who is basically proven that he's a good receiver. He had over 100 catches last year and over 1,000 yards. I think he can improve on those numbers. He has uh, two other young stud receivers in Kenny Stills and Devontae Parker, who they just drafted last year, and a a damn good tight end in Jordan Cameron. And that's one of the key – Spots in that Kate in Adam Gaze system is that tight end position Jordan Cameron a few years ago had a breakout year He was one of my fantasy sleepers. I want say it was three years ago that Nobody knew about but he blew up and it had a really good run with the Cleveland Browns one year I think him working with Adam Gase in this system is definitely gonna make him better So I think they have the weapons to make this system work. And you throw Arian Foster in there, and if he can stay healthy, Arian Foster is definitely one of the best running backs in the game. So that offense, I think, is going to be a lot better, a lot more consistent than it has been in the past. The defense, they have a good defense. They have some good players. The question is, how consistent can they be? They, they've lost a few players, such as uh, Brett Grimes. That as secondary is going to be a little, a little shaky, but hopefully they can hold it together, but don't sleep on the Miami Dolphins. I think that's one of those teams you're going to have to watch. And with them basically having a four game head start with with Tom Brady being out, they have a chance of, you know, making some noise in this division. Uh, the Buffalo Bills, before this preseason, I, this is one of the teams that I was looking at to, you know, snatch this division as well. I think Tyrod Taylor is a very good quarterback. He's a dual threat. He can run it and, and throw it. Sammy Watkins is definitely a major weapon. I think he. this is his third year, so he's going to take another step, and I think he's going to end up being one of the, if not top ten, top five wide receivers in the game this year. I think he's definitely poised to make that jump. And you also look at LaShawn McCoy coming back healthy this year at the running back position. They, I thought they definitely had some weapons. The offensive side of the ball I think would definitely be better, but the concern is on the defensive side of the ball. They have a lot of good players on that team, but most of them are injured right now. Reggie Ragland is out. I think Shaq Lawson. He, I think he's done for the year. One of their young uh, draft picks from this year. They, they've got suspensions that they're dealing with. It's just a lot of people that are out that they were counting on to make that defense a, a weapon. And right now, I'm not sure they're going to be able to be the, that dominant defense that they need to be to, you know, make an impact in this season. And you look at. The other team in that division, the New York Jets, I think the Jets are a sleeper. They have a good quarterback. They finally signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, they got two damn good wide receivers, Eric Decker and Brandon Marshall. And with Matt Forte and uh, who's the other running the back? Blau. Blau. <laughs> Not this thing, Blau, but Blau Powell. Say that 10 times fast. At, at the running back, having those two guys at the running back position, I think they have a balanced offense. They've got weapons on that team. And they have a damn good defense, too. So the Jets are another team that you're definitely going to have to keep an eye on. But I think the Patriots will still pull out that division. It's just hard to go up against Tom Brady. I think, like I said, when Tom Brady comes back, that guy is going to be pissed off. And a pissed-off Tom Brady is not good for anyone. When when he's determined and pissed off like that, you get seasons like that perfect 16-0 and season they had where he just wants to put up points and destroy any and everything that's moving. So I'm picking the Patriots to win that division. Let's take a look at the AFC North. In that division, you have the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns. Let's start let's start with the Cleveland Browns, because I, I definitely want to make it over to Cleveland to check out a game. Um, I'm thinking about going to that September 18th game. The Cleveland Browns, I think, are a team that, if things break the right way, they can actually make some noise this year. A lot of people are written off RG3, Mr. Robert Griffin the Third, at quarterback, but um, I'm going to say... Not so fast. You know, keep an eye on this guy. I think he's in a system that I think works for him. And watching him in the preseason, I I think he can definitely bounce back and make some noise. And you look at the weapons that he has, even though he won't have Josh Gordon for the first four games, he's going to be suspended. That was another reason why I wanted to go to that Cleveland Browns versus Pittsburgh New England Patriots game on October 9th because – Josh Gordon and Tom Brady will be coming back in those games. But once he has his full receiving core, he's going to have Josh Gordon, rookie Corey Coleman, who's looked really good, and <laughs> a familiar player to uh Michigan Wolverine fans, Mr. Terrell Pryor, who's going to be playing wide receiver now. And you also throw in uh I think his name is Gary. Yeah, Gary Barnage at tight end, who had a breakout year last year. This team has some weapons. And they also have Isaiah Crowell and Duke Johnson in the backfield. Crowell, who's your basically your between the tackles runner. And you got Duke Johnson, who's more of your scat back, you know, catching the ball out of the backfield and he can run the ball too. That offense has some weapons. And I think people aren't necessarily paying attention. That team has potential. If you're playing fantasy football, Keep an eye on on that team, RG three can be a nice sneaky little. I guess, I guess if you're you need like a injury replacement or you need a quarterback for your bye weeks, RG three is a guy to keep an eye on. I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye on him. Uh, a lot of the drafts that I've been in so far, people have already snatched him up, which I'm a little upset about. But RG three, keep an eye on him. He's he's definitely he's definitely. I think are gonna bounce back this year, and that team has a, a good defense too. So the Cleveland Browns can definitely make some noise. Keep an eye on that team. Also in that division, you have the Baltimore Ravens. I have no idea what to think about the Baltimore Ravens, to be honest with, <laughs> with you. Uh, Joe Flacco's coming back another year. He, I, I don't know who the starting running back on that team is. I'm not really sure who the starting wide receiver is on that team. Is it Brashad is it Perriman? Is it Steve Smith who's coming back from a torn Achilles tendon? Uh, well, it's probably Kamar Aiken. Kamar Aiken is probably the number one, but if Steve Smith is healthy, does he become the number one? You know what I mean? I don't know who their tight end is going to be. Ben Watson, he, I think he just tore his Achilles tendon. He's done for the year. Dennis Pitta, he's coming back from injury. I'm not sure who else they have behind them. Running back is a mess. Justin Forsett. I would say it was the starting running back but he got cut and then got re-signed like a few days later. And you got Kenneth Dixon behind him. It it's just a it's it's just a mess. And that I'm really not sure what they have at defense. Baltimore is like that question mark team. Like what are they? They're going through a little bit of a transition time. They're counting on Joe Flacco to lead them through this time, but I don't know. That that team it's a puzzling team. Uh, let's let's move on to the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are k- kind of in an interesting spot, too. They have very good defense. They've had a g- very good defense for years. They, they return, I think, one of the best, if not the best, backfield tandem in football with Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard. They lost two major weapons at wide receiver in Muhammad Sanu and Marvin Jones, mm-hmm. who Muhammad Sanu is with the Falcons now, and Marvin Jones with the hometown Detroit Lions. I'll talk about him a little bit later. But they still have arguably the one of the top five best wide receivers in the game in A.J. Green. They had a top tight end in Tyler Eifert, but he's coming off of an injury. And from what I'm hearing, he's not going to be ready for the first week of the season. So he, Mr. Uh, Andy Dalton, I say he, Andy Dalton, their quarterback, has his main target, A.J. Green, but he's got a bunch of new guys that he's going to have to get used to at wide receiver. He's got Tyler Boyd there and uh, Brandon LaFell. Brandon LaFell is a guy I don't believe in. <laughs> I think he's just always been that guy that, you know, like if he's in the right situation, he can be he can be a good wide receiver. But, eh, never really delivered. The only time he really did anything was a couple years ago with the New England Patriots. But even then, he's he was just a piece there. So hopefully, Tyler Boyd can step up and help Andy Dalton out and improve that offense. But that defense, that defense is still one of the best in the league. The fourth team in that division, the Pittsburgh Steelers. So there's another team that, they're a good team, but they have a lot going on. They're rebuilding that defense. They're shuffling pieces around. I think they have a chance to be a lot better this year on the defensive side of the ball. Ben Roethlisberger is one of the best best quarterbacks in the game. But can he stay healthy? That's the question. The wide receiver position is weird. (laughs) Once again, they have probably the best wide receiver in the game. A guy that was drafted late. I want to say he was a six-round draft pick out of Central Michigan University. A guy I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft years ago. But that's neither here nor there. (laughs) Anybody that knows me knows you're going to hear that statement a lot. A guy that I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft. But Antonio Brown, arguably the best wide receiver in the game. And he should be paid like the best wide receiver in the game. Hopefully they break him off a new contract next year because he definitely deserves it. They also have another wide receiver that I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft a couple years ago, named Martavius Bryant. Unfortunately, Martavius Bryant suspended for the whole year. And Martavius Bryant and Antonio Brown together is a dangerous combination. Antonio Brown can basically make any catch on the field. He can run every single route. Bryant is a big-body bully. <laughs> he's dangerous in the red zone, and he's a deep threat too. A lot of people really didn't know who this guy was in college, but he was a guy that I was paying attention to because he played with Sammy Watkins, who is now a Buffalo bill. Sammy and Martavius both played for Clemson. And, you know, the big hype was on Sammy Watkins, but I'm watching this other guy named Martavius Bryant. I'm like, I want that guy on the lions. Like this guy is a beast. And he went in the fourth round. Like if we can get that guy in like the third round, I think we'll be good but they didn't (laughs) so Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have Martavius Bryant for the year he lost his favorite tight end weapon Heath Miller because he retired they bring in Ladarius Green who was drafted by the San Diego Chargers so he's been playing behind Antonio Gates for years he's I thought he was poised for a breakout year and He's got all kinds of injuries going on, so he's probably going to miss the first six games of the year. The, their running back, which is who's is arguably the best running back in the game right now, and uh, Le'Veon Bell, former Michigan State product, he's suspended for the first three games of the year. So you got all these weapons that aren't available. Martavius Bryant, Heath Miller, Ladarius Green, Le'Veon Bell. But I still think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to have a good year, and I'm picking them to win this division. I think Antonio Brown is just that good of a weapon that he can help take the pressure off of the other wide receivers, Sammy Coates, who's going to gonna be leaning on to step up and, and play a major role on that team. Eli Rogers, he's a guy that's a sneaky wide receiver that has a specific role on this team. I think Brown, they're going to be so focused on Antonio Brown, he's going to free up these other guys, and they're going to be able to run this offense the way they want to. D'Angelo Williams did a great job filling in for Le'Veon Bell last year when Le'Veon was hurt. So I think that offense is going to definitely be able to make it through until Le'Veon comes back, and when Le'Veon comes back, it's going to be dangerous. So I'm picking the Steelers to win that division. I'm also going to pick the Cincinnati Bengals to make the playoffs as a wild-card team. So I think we're going to get two playoff teams out of this division. All right, let's move on to the AFC South. This is a very interesting division. You have the Colts, the Houston Texans, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and the Tennessee Titans. Let's start with the Titans. Marcus Mariota, their quarterback, their first-round draft pick quarterback last year is coming his second season. He has, in my mind, one of the best offensive lines in the game. He's got a a hodgepodge of wide receivers. (laughs) They they bring in Rashad, Matthews. Um, I think Kendall Wright might be healthy this year, maybe. We'll see. And he's got a damn good tight end and Delaney Walker. But the key to this team is going to be the offensive line and their backfield. They signed DeMarco Murray who was with the Philadelphia Eagles last year, who didn't have the best season, but still a good running back. And they drafted a young man by the name of Derrick Henry from Alabama. This dude, <laughs> I'm saying by the end of the year, this dude is going to be that starting running back down there, and he is going to be a beast. I mean, If you saw him play in the preseason, oh, my God. The guy is huge. I think he's like 6'2", 250, but the guy, he was just running people over. He was he just looked great, and behind that offensive line, it's, he's going to be hard to stop, like really hard to stop. Once he gets going, he I, I can see him getting a lot of goal line carries early on. Demarco Murray has a he's, he's got a little bit of an injury history. I think he was banged up a little last year. If if he gets hurt, they'll be just fine. And if they have both Derek Henry and Murray, <laughs> they'll be even better. That that is a team that. I think everybody needs to take a look at, cause, and then you also have Marcus Mariota, who can run the ball himself. So they're gonna they're gonna try and pound the ball and run it <laughs> more than any team in the NFL. So keep an eye on them. The Jacksonville Jaguars are an interesting team. They are basically the East Coast version of the Seattle Seahawks. They have. Former defensive coordinator is their head coach. They have a lot of people from that Seattle front office there, and they're basically trying to build that same program there. You look at their quarterback, Blake Royals. He had a sneaky good year last year. Even though his stats were a little bit inflated because they were coming back in a lot of games last year, he put up some pretty good numbers, and they have two very good wide receivers in Allen Hurts and um Allen Robinson as well. And they ha- they're also going to have Julius Thomas, who's a damn good tight end as well. So that passing game, I think, is only going to get better. And they bring in Chris Ivory, who played with the New York Jets last year, running back. Add him with TJ Yeldon, who had a pretty good year last year. That That running game is going to be good, too. That offense is going to put up points. So fantasy players take a look at that offense, you know, Allen Robinson, Allen Hearns, Julius Thomas, Blake Reutels. And if you know if you need a late, later, mid, later round running back, look at T.J. Yeldon and Chris Irie. It's going to be an improved offense. And I think that defense is only getting better. So if that defense can take that next step, they can definitely make some noise in, in this division and in the AFC in general. Also in this division, you have the Houston Texans. Houston Texans has a lot going on and has a lot of potential. For years, they've had a damn good defense. J.J. Watts is a little banged up right now. They're hoping that he's going to be able to play week one. If he can, great. If not, they still have a lot of weapons on that defense, especially that defensive line. If their defense can, again, hold off and basically be what they've been the last few years, they're going to be in a good spot. The interesting thing is the quarterback position they signed excuse me Brock Osweiler who was the backup to Peyton Manning in Denver for the last couple years Brock is a guy I've watched in college and I watched a couple of his games in the pros last year he's he's a good quarterback I don't really know how great he can be but he's a good quarterback tall guy he can he can throw the ball. So when you have a weapon in DeAndre Hopkins and you have a good quarterback, you might have something there. And you also throw in Will Fuller, who is a rookie wide receiver who I think can have a breakout year. You might have something there. And you bring also throw in Jalen Strong, who they drafted last year, who, you know, in his second year, should be a little bit more adjusted to the league and should be able to get his footing a little bit better. And you throw him in there with the other two weapons that wide receiver, you might have something there. But the interesting thing is they're a running back. Lamar Miller, who was with the Miami Dolphins last year, had a sneaky good year last year. I think he was one of the top ten running backs, if, you, if you're if you talking about fantasy football-wise. He was a top ten fantasy f- football player at running back last year and you add him to this team and they're going to want to run the ball a lot when you have a young quarterback that's developing you're definitely going to want to run the ball and you're going to want to run the ball so that you can open up the passing game the houston texas might be a sneaky little team like i say a good defense what i think would be a balanced offense keep an eye on definitely keep an eye on maybe not this year but next year i think they can definitely be a playoff team and i think they can make a lot of noise I just think it it all depends on how Brock Osweiler develops. And then you have the Indianapolis Colts. They're they're bringing back Andrew Luck this year. He was hurt most of last year. He's back and he's got weapons galore. T.Y. Hilton, Pro Bowl level wide receiver. Dante Moncrief, red zone threat, nice, uh, nice size wide receiver. Tight end, they have Dwayne Allen who's coming back this year. He was injured most of last year. He's healthy this year, and he's the number one tight end, so he is in line to get a lot of red zone targets. He's, I think he's sneakily going to be one of the best tight ends in the league this year. And then you throw Frank Gore in the backfield. I mean, I think they do need to add another running back, but Frank Gore, he's been a consistent running back pretty much his whole career, and I think he has – Maybe maybe one or two more good years in them. This might be that last hurrah for him, and I think he I think he can hold it up. The question is, is that offensive line better, and how is that defense going to play? But with that being said, I'm picking the Indianapolis Colts to win this division. I I just think the other teams have a lot of question marks that they're going to have to answer. And I just think Andrew Luck is I I just think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, as far as the younger guys, I think he's the best. And they didn't have him last year. He was either injured or he was out. He was either banged up or he was out last year, which is why they didn't have it that good of a year. He's healthy now. And I just think he's going to lead that team to the playoffs again. And now the AFC West, excuse me. This is the interesting division because you have the defending Super Bowl champion, Denver Broncos, the San Diego Chargers, the Oakland Raiders, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's start with started with the defending champions. Like I said, they have Trevor Simeon, who's a new quarterback. He was a seventh round pick last year. He did play a year under Peyton Manning, so he learned from the best. He beat out Mark Sanchez, which honestly isn't that hard to do <laughs> for the starting uh, position. They drafted Paxton Lynch early in the draft, so I, I think they're gonna let him sit and kind of watch and learn, you know by sitting on the bench and, you know, practicing, watching the system run. They're going to bring him in slowly. You've got a running game that has Devon Booker and C.J. Anderson. C.J. Anderson, I had him in a couple fantasy leagues last year. It was last year? Yeah, last year. He disappointed. I, I don't know if he was hurt or just things didn't go right for him in that offense. I think he, he may have a he may have a pretty good bounce back season. He basically is the best guy there. That offensive line is a little bit more improved. I think he's gonna have a better job. Do a better job of running the ball and being a weapon out of the backfield. Wide receivers here, you you've got Demarius Thomas who's one of the best. Emmanuel Sanders who's damn good slot receiver. So Trevor Simeon's gonna have weapons. He's got gonna have a good running game. He's got the best defense in the NFL. That defense is amazing. Von Miller just got broke off. We got DeMarcus Ware on the other side. A keep to leave at corner. They, they've just got weapons galore all over the place. So a young quarterback's best friend is a running game and a defense. And if you throw in some some damn good wide receiving talent, you're in a good spot. The San Diego Chargers are a team that Fantasy-wise, I I really like this team. Phillip Rivers, one of the most talented quarterbacks in the game. You got Antonio Gates, to me, the greatest tight end in football. I think the best receiving tight end in, in, in the history of the game. Gronk is making a a case for that, but I, I think it's Antonio Gates. Keenan Allen is uh, going to be back healthy this year, the wide receiver position. Add in Travis Benjamin, who's another major weapon at the receiver spot. And in the backfield, I think one of the, another one of those great tandem, can be tandem, second-year running back Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to be very good this year. I think he he's healthy this year. He knows the system a little bit better. I think he's going to break out and be more of the running back that we saw at Wisconsin. And then Danny Woodhead, one of the best receiving scatbacks in the in the league. He's definitely going to be a weapon. And that defense, defense still needs to improve. But I think this is going to be a good team. If you're a fantasy football player, definitely take a look at the weapons on this team. And, and I say Antonio Gates is, is one you really need to watch. He is eight touchdowns away from breaking the all time receiving record for tight ends, and Phillip Rivers said he's going to do everything he can to get Antonio Gates that record, so keep an eye on Mr. Gates. Um, Also in that division, you have the Oakland Raiders and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs have Alex Smith coming back at quarterback. Is Alex Smith a great quarterback? No, but he's a guy who's going to make the right plays, and he's not going to make stupid plays. which when you have a damn good running game and a, and a damn good defense, you can win with that. Jamal Charles is a little banged up. They're saying that he might not play this Sunday. But Spencer Ware and Sir West are going to be on the field. Spencer Ware is supposed to be getting the start. And Spencer Ware, I think, is a very good, very good uh Feeling in for Jamal Charles and I think even if Jamal Charles was healthy Spencer Ware would definitely still be getting touches and be getting work that backfield I think is going to be just fine they have an elite tight end and Travis Kelsey one of my favorite wide receivers and Jeremy Macklin, damn good defense and I'm picking them to win the AFC West and my other wild card team is going to be the Oakland Raiders. That there's there's my <laughs> my bold surprise pick. I think the Oakland Raiders are a sneaky team that no one is paying attention to. Uh, Derek Carr, I think, is one of the, is becoming one of the best young quarterbacks in the game. For you Lions fans, last year he had very similar numbers to a guy by the name of Matt Stafford. So he, he, he didn't have as many yards, but their touchdowns and interceptions were identical. Only thing is that he had more turnovers. He he fumbled the ball um, more than Matt Stafford did. But here's the thing. Matt Stafford is going into his, what, seventh, eighth year? And Derek Carr is going into his third. I, I, I just see him improving, getting better, and I, I think he – He's in good command of that offense. He's got great weapons and Amari Cooper, who's uh, coming into his second year at wide receiver. He's got Michael Crabtree, who's had a career resurgence. You've got uh, Clive Warford, who's a nice late-round tight end for you fantasy players. He's a damn good tight end. And You also throw in the running game where they have Latavius Murray and Dwayne Washington. Who I think are going to split carries and basically give Derek Carr that that safety valve that he's going to need at the at the running back position. I I love this offense. I do. Uh, Damn good offense, and they have a very good defense too. Khalil Mack is one of the best defensive players in the league right now. So I'm picking the Oakland Raiders to be that second wild card team. So just to recap. Out of the AFC, your playoff teams are going to be the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Indianapolis Colts, and the Kansas City Chiefs. And your two wildcard teams are going to be the Cincinnati Bengals and the Oakland Raiders. Wow. <laughs> interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to preview the NFC and then go through the playoff picks. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're enjoying the show. just want to take a quick moment out to thank a couple people. I want to first of all thank my main man, Chris Wade. Chris Wade is the gentleman that put together the logo for All Steak No Sizzle. And if you enjoyed that logo, make sure you go check out his Instagram, at Guinness. G-O-L-D-H-O-O-L-I-G-A-N Go to Hooligan on Instagram. Make sure you check him out. He is great at what he does. If you want to get yourself a logo, graphics, or flyers, or anything that you're doing, any kind of artwork, make sure you hit my man's up. If you saw the work that he did on my logo. He can do the same for you, so make sure you hit up Chris Wade. Once again, he's on Instagram at goldhooligan. That's G O L D H O O L I. G A N. Hit him up. And make sure you also hit up my boy Julian Smith. He is kind of a behind the scenes type of guy. He helped me out with a lot of tech issues. And he also does voiceover work. So if you need any kind of voiceover work, make sure you hit Mr. Julian Smith up on his website. That's juliansmithvo.com. That's J U L I A N S M I T H V O.com. And you can also hit him up on his Twitter page. It's also Julian Smith, V O, on Twitter. So make sure you hit him up. Thank you guys for all your help for helping me out with the show. And we're going to get back to the show in just a moment. But first, make sure you check out all my social medias. You can hit me up on Twitter at DevinThe63. That's D E V I N T H E 63. You can hit me up there on Twitter, Instagram. You can check out the All Stagnosis Facebook page. And if you need to send me an email, you have questions, comments, concerns. If you just want to rap with me, just hit me up at ASNSPodcast at gmail.com. That's ASNSPodcast at gmail.com. So make sure you hit me up. Also, make sure you like, share, and comment on the show. Share it with everybody on your social media. Let everybody hear what we're talking about here on All Stake, No Sizzle. And with that being said, we're going to get back to the rest of the 2016 NFL season preview. Alright, welcome back. Now let's go ahead and jump into the NFC side of things. The NFC, let's start off with the NFC East. Very interesting, very interesting uh, <laughs> division, and it always is. It seems like this division always is determined that last week of the season. So on, in that division, you have the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, as they say. Uh, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington Redskins, Still think they need to change that team name, man. I, it, that's a whole nother that's a whole another discussion, but they need to change that team name. You've got the Washington Redskins and you have the Dallas Cowboys. Um let's start with Let's start with the Redskins. Uh former Michigan State quarterback, Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback there. He had a damn good year last year. And he's expected to do the same this year. I'm, I'm really liking this team because they have a lot of different weapons at wide receiver position. Jonathan Doxon, the young guy that they just brought in from TCU. Uh they have Pierre Garçon, who has been uh, a weapon for the Redskins and the Colts in the past. Deshaun Jackson, who I think is one of the most explosive players in the league. Uh, Jamison Crowder, who kind of came on late last year. They've got I think one of the top tight ends in the game. He might be the only guy that's like really on Gronk's level right now in uh Jordan Reed. And but that backfield is all kinds of mixed up right now. They have injuries. And well Matt Jones who's supposed to be the starter, he's banged up. Robert Kelly who I have no idea who this guy. Is. I didn't know R Kelly was uh singing. I mean, I I didn't know he stopped singing and started playing running back for the Washington Redskins. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was a bad joke. But that backfield is all kinds of mixed up right now. So if they can figure out who their running back is going to be, I think they have a chance to, to make some noise. They have a pretty good defense, too. The Let's look at the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what to think about this team I don't know who they're their their number one receiver is Jordan Matthews other than that I don't know who they have it it's just all kinds of mixed up there Nelson Aguilar is in his second year he didn't play that well last year and they brought him in to play in that Chip Kelly system but Chip Kelly is not a quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers And he didn't fit in that system so I don't know how he's going to fit in this new system with Doug Peterson. We'll see, but I don't know who their number two receiver is. Zach Ertz is their tight end. He's some people think that he's going to have a good year. I, I've never really believed in the guy. Their running back position is weird. <laughs> They've got Ryan Matthews, who who is a very talented running back, but he just can't stay healthy, and they have Darren Sproles, who's one of my favorite. He's one of my favorite players, but he's a scat back. And he fits that, that Chip Kelly system again, but Chip Kelly's not there. Like, if Darren Sproles was on the 49ers or another team that uses that scat back very well, I would feel a little bit more confident in him. But, like I said, I don't, I, I don't really know who their main weapons are going to be. And then, they just traded Sam Bradford, who's their returning quarterback, and they're going to start Carson Wentz, who's a rookie. And Carson Wentz didn't play most of the preseason because he had broken ribs. So you got a rookie quarterback coming in who didn't get a lot of playing time in the preseason, and he has broken ribs. It's not a good combination. I'm not, I'm not confident in this Philadelphia Eagles team. They have a pretty good defense, but... On the offensive side of the ball, I'm I, I'm not really feeling it. For you fantasy players, I really think the only, I mean, Zach Ertz. I mean, I guess if you need a late round tight end, a later tight end, he's a guy. Jordan Matthews might be like the only viable weapon on there, but I'm not too sure how good he's gonna be. And if you need a running back, uh, Ryan Matthews might be a guy too, but. If I can, I'm, I would just avoid this team at all costs. As far as drafting, you know, you know, free agency later on in the year, once you kind of get an idea, I say after at least after the third or fourth game, once you kind of get an idea of what they're going to do, if you want to go ahead and uh, pick up one of these guys, I say go for it. But right now, if you're drafting or it's early in the year, I'm not really looking at any of these guys. The New York football Giants. This team is, (laughs) they got Eli Manning. (laughs) What do you say about Eli? Eli is one of the the best, worst, greatest, most frustrating quarterbacks in the league. Like, he has all the talent in the world, but he, he doesn't really look good, but he puts up numbers, and he's won two Super Bowls. So, when he's able to, you know, Put it together he really puts it together i don't really know what to say about the guy he, he kind of reminds me of matt staff well let me take that back he's a lot better than matt starry but he's like good and bad at the same time but i think this is going to be a good year for him he has <laughs> man Odell Beckham Jr., a guy I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft. Odell Beckham is is one of those top three wide receivers in the game. The guy can do damn near anything. He's amazing. They signed Sterling, I mean drafted Sterling Shepard to be the number two wide receiver. He's looked pretty good in the preseason. Victor Cruz from what I'm hearing he should be good to go. He's a damn good wide receiver, very talented guy. So you got weapons there. And Rashad Jennings in the backfield, I think, is very good. Definitely can, you know, move the pile and get some touchdowns here and there and, you know, be that safety valve for Eli Manning. But the defense on the Giants is where you need to pay attention. They made a lot of moves, a lot of moves this offseason to improve that defense. And I I think – that defense is definitely going to be what propels them to win this division. (laughs) And and a lot of people are picking the Dallas Cowboys to win this division. But I I don't believe it. Tony Romo's already hurt. He's going to be out for They don't know how long he's going to be out. But however long he's out, he's supposed to be out. They're not going to let him. You know, wait that long. They're going to rush him back. He's going to end up getting hurt again. So the question is, do you believe in Dax Prescott? I think Dax Prescott, he He looked good in the preseason, but you got to remember, he's still a rookie quarterback. And, you know, looking good in the preseason is one thing, but can you look good against a defense like the Washington Redskins, the Giants, um, and all the other teams they are going to play this year? That's, that's the question. So, I mean, he, he's going to – <laughs> I mean, if you're a rookie quarterback, you really can't ask for much better of a situation. You know, you're walking in with Des Bryant, who's definitely one of the most talented wide receivers in the game. You've got Jason Witten, who's one of the most consistent tight ends in the game. He's got other weapons in, uh guys like Cole Beasley and, and Terrence Williams, who he can get the ball to. He's got <laughs> a damn good... Uh, rookie running back in Ezekiel Elliott. And you know, if, if Ezekiel Elliott can't get the job done, you got Alfred Morris, who's been a beast over the years with the Washington Redskins. And last year, you had uh, Darren McFadden, who I thought was a very good player last year, who snuck up on people. He's still there. So you've got weapons, and you got three damn good running backs, and you've got Probably the best if not one of the best probably the best offensive line in the game A Couple of those guys. I want the Detroit Lions to draft (laughs) That's neither here nor there And their defense I Think their defense is good Not great not bad good, but I'm still picking the New York Giants to win that division Let's jump over to Let's go to the East. Let me see me the South the NFC South. You've got the Carolina Panthers, who played in the Super Bowl last year. Very, very good team. Very good team. I talked about them a little bit before. So you get the Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, <laughs> and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's go with the. Let's go to the, the Falcons first. Matt Ryan, good quarterback. He's kind of one of those mid-level quarterback. He's good. They have one of the top receivers in the game, Julio Jones. They just signed Mohamed Sanu from the Cincinnati Bengals to be their number two. They have a good tight end in Jacob Tamme. And they have, a, I think, a, a very good backfield with Tevin Coleman as their backup and Devontae Freeman, who ended the year as the highest-scoring fantasy running back last year. Uh, I'm definitely on the Devontae Freeman bandwagon. Their defense is still suspect, as usual, and I think that's going to be their undoing. I think their offense is going to be a lot more consistent this year, but their defense, I think this is still going to be, you know, a middling defense. And I, and I think until they fix that defense, they're not going to be a team that really challenges for a uh, playoff spot or, you know, making it deep into the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think the Bucks are a sneaky little team. They got a second year quarterback in Jameis Winston, who I think is a, he's very talented. Like, towards the end of the year last year, you saw him basically starting to understand the game a lot better. And I, I think this year it's just going to continue. He's got two major weapons in uh, Mike Evans and Vincent Jackson. One of the best receiving duos, I think, talent wise. He's got two really good tight ends in Cameron Brait and Austin Safarian Jenkins and he's got one of the best another one of those great receiving I mean, running back duos in Doug Martin and Charles Sims offensively they, they've got everything that you need. They've got weapons they got a good running game, good offensive line, up and coming quarterback. Defense they're improving. I think they I think they're better basically I look at them as sort of like the same way I look at the Falcons, good quarterback, good weapons. That de- the defense is what's going to determine what they do. That other team in the division we need to talk about is the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints defense has been terrible for the past few years, and when they had success is when they had a defense. So it seems like this division has three teams that are very similar defensively. It's like defenses might not be that might be good at all, might be average at best, but this team's offense, I think could be one of the best in the league I don't think they're going to have really anybody that just breaks out individually, but I think all of these guys are going to put up numbers Drew, Drew Brees is Drew Brees, Drew Brees is one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time the guy's are just a beast and I think he's going to have another good another great year you might see a 35, maybe 40 touchdown season and another 5,000 yard a year from this guy. That's just what he is. And you look at the weapons that he has, you have a young guy in uh, Michael Thomas who they just got from Ohio State. They signed uh, Cody Fleener from the Indianapolis Colts. They expected him to come in and basically be that that Jimmy Graham type of tight end, hopefully he, he can live up to that. You look at Willie Sneed, a big wide receiver. I think the guy's like 6'4", 6'5". He, he's going to be a guy over the middle and, you know, in the red zone that it causes damage. And then Brandon Cook, <clears throat> a guy I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft. <laughs> he is your all-purpose just catch the ball and go, wide receiver. And then in the backfield they have uh, Mark Ingram, former Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama. He's a beast. And you also throw in uh, C.J. Speller. That offense is going to be. The offense is going to be some something, something to watch, as they usually are. Like I guess, but like I said, that defense is fucking terrible. <laughs> so I think that's going to hinder them. So I'm going to pick the Carolina Panthers to win this division again. They have a damn good defense. They have a great defense. Uh, Cameron Newton, a guy who I didn't believe in but has proving me wrong. I think he – the guy's all world, and now he's pissed off. And I, I, I've wanted to see what a pissed off Cam Newton, a focused Cam Newton, looks like, and I think we're going to get that this season. And then you, you got to realize he's getting <laughs> his best wide receiver back this year. The guy had an MVP season last year and didn't have his best receiver. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, <clears throat> a guy I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft. <laughs> he's a big body bully. And he, he's going to be a goal line guy that. And he can catch the ball, you know, in, in, in the field, too. But goal line situations, you're going to have three massive bodies. You're going to have Kelvin Benjamin, Devin Funches, former uh, Michigan Wolverine tight end slash wide receiver, and another one of those great tight ends, probably the third or fourth best tight end in the game and Greg Olson. Goal line, if they get to that goal line, they're going to score because you got these three big bodies, big bodies he can throw to. Cam Newton can run the ball himself, and you got Curtis, Artis, Payne, and Jonathan Stewart at the running back spot. Who can uh, punch it in for you? So <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like you just have to keep that team out of the red zone. If you don't, they're going to score. They're going to score on you. That's just the way it looks. All right. Let's take a look at the. Oh, so I'm going with the Carolina Panthers to uh, win that division. Now let's let's go out west. To the AFC, excuse me, the NFC West, where you have the Los Angeles Rams, no longer the St. Louis Rams, and now the Los Angeles Rams. You've got the San Francisco 49ers the Seattle Seahawks, and the Arizona Cardinals. And just a side note, I'm gonna be going to Arizona for a football game. Going going to see my girl, and then we're going to go see the Cardinals and the 49ers play. So I'm going to, get to see two of these teams play live. Oh yeah, I just got to throw in there too. I'm going to a Redskins versus the Ravens game in Baltimore, and in a couple of weeks I'm going to check out the Colts play the San Diego Chargers. So for those of you that may or may not know, I'm I have this thing I want to do. I want to see a football game in every single stadium in the NFL. So I'm working on that right now. I'm going to be able to get three out of the way. We'll have three booked. I want to get a fourth one. I want to go to a Cleveland Browns game. Well, let me rephrase that. No one really wants to go to a Cleveland Browns game. No one really wants to go to Cleveland, but you know. (laughs) All right, let's get focused. Uh, let's, Let's look at the San Francisco 49ers first. They have a brand new system have a new head coach in Chip Kelly who's with the Oregon Ducks before and last couple of years was coaching the Philadelphia Eagles. This is going to run that, that Chip Kelly system which is a high tempo um volume offense. So they want to get as many plays in as possible. And you're going to see these guys put up some some nice stats, but I don't think it's really going to translate to wins for them The quarterback situation is. <laughs> let's just say it's interesting. Uh, Blaine Gabbard is going to be the starting quarterback again. He beat out Colin Kaepernick, who... (sighs) Colin Kaepernick is a whole nother discussion all to itself. And since I want to kind of hurry this up and, you know, jump into some other topics, we'll, we'll save the Colin Kaepernick discussion for later. But, yeah, we'll just save that discussion for later. On this team... There's not really, in my opinion, too many fantasy relevant players. Torrey Smith is part. You know, he's their number one wide receiver. He's going to put up numbers. Running back Carlos Hyde, who had a has a concussion already. I'm not gonna in fantasy. I'm not touching him. I don't touch players that get concussions. So he's one of those guys that I'm going to avoid. Had he not had a concussion, he is a player that I would have looked at because running backs in Chip Kelly system puts up very good numbers, but just for fantasy purposes, I wouldn't touch him because of the concussions. Other than that, I mean, Vance McDonald, a tight end, he's pretty good, but other than that, you really don't know who else to really look at over here, so... And I think their defense is going to get a little bit better. I think they're a little healthier. They've gotten some guys back. Not really expecting much from the 49ers. Let's look at the Rams. The Rams are one of my favorite teams to root for because I feel like they're they've been eight and eight every year for like the past <laughs> 10 years and they're right there they have I think a damn good deep a great defense I think and you look at their running game with Todd Gurley I think Todd Gurley is a beast The guy's a monster he's gonna put up great numbers this year they have a good offensive line. They have some, some really good I think receiving threats and Tavon Austin and Kenny Brett. I I I like this team, but I just don't <sighs> <laughs> The quarterback situation is just weird. They drafted Jeff Goff, but he's gonna be their third quarterback because apparently he's not as good as they thought he was. They're going to be starting Case Keenum. Like, who gets excited for Case Keenum? I, I really want to make them one of my playoff teams, but I don't know if I can. <sighs> we'll come back to that. I, I don't see them winning the division, but they might be able to sneak in as a wild card. Let's move on. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks, who lose Marshawn Lynch, but they still have Russell Wilson. They still have a good offensive line. They've got good weapons at wide receiver and Doug Baldwin, who was... You've got Doug Baldwin, who was amazing last year for a guy who didn't really touch the ball that much. And you got... uh, Jermaine Kearse, who is a very good number three wide receiver, and one of my favorite players, you got Tyler Lockett, who is a threat to – he's just a weapon. Like, he, you just get the ball to him somehow, and he makes plays. He's a great return guy. He's a, a very good receiver in on deep balls and, you know, taking short passes and turning them into big games with yards at the catch. You can run the ball with him. You just get the ball in his hands somehow. The guy is just a weapon. Uh, they have Jimmy Graham, who was with the Saints last year. He was he struggled a little bit, but towards the end of the year, he started to come on a little bit. He started to improve before he got hurt. So hopefully, he can stay healthy and continue that those improvements and you know in learning the new system. Hopefully, he can he can continue that and be a weapon for them. And then the backfield, they have. <laughs> Two guys, Kristen Michael and Thomas Rawls. Thomas Rawls basically is the de facto starter, but he's coming off of a broken ankle. It was a pretty serious injury last year, so he's coming off of that. He's still improving from what I'm hearing. He's supposed to start the first week of the season, and hopefully he does. If not, they really like Kristen Michael. So you have two good running backs in your backfield to – Relay the pressure off of Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson is just one of the best quarterbacks in the game. You know, he's a guy that he was a third round pick. No one really believed in, but he went out there and he absolutely took that job and showed that I am the best. And he just got broke off a nice little paycheck. And it was well deserved. And that team's defense, you know, we all know how Seattle's defense is. So Seattle is definitely definitely in the mix. And then you got the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, great defense. Probably the best receiving core in all of football. You look at the the legend in Larry Fitzgerald. You got John Brown, who he he's similar to Tyler Lockett. You just get the ball to this guy somehow, and he makes plays. And you got Michael Floyd. <clears throat> yeah, he's good. Unfortunately, he went to that school that I absolutely hate. Notre Dame and by the way shout out to the Texas Longhorns for popping Notre Dame in that in that game on uh was that Sunday or Monday I think that was Sunday yeah it was Sunday good job Hookem horns baby anybody that pops Notre Dame is all right with me but uh they had one of the best receiving cores in the game <laughs> they got one of the best running backs in the game a guy I wanted the Detroit Lions to draft <laughs> and David Johnson And they also have Chris Johnson back there, too, as a backup. And Carson Palmer, who I think is one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. That team is poised to do some major things this year. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals to win that division. I'm going to come back in a moment and talk about my wild card picks. But first, I'm going to jump into the NFC North. Ah. All my friends out there, th- this is probably the part they've been waiting for cuz they want to hear the breakdown of the NFC North where you have the Minnesota Vikings, the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers and our Detroit Lions. Let's start with the Bears. Bears ain't going to be good this year. <laughs> They're just not. Um Alshon Jeffrey at wide receiver and Kevin White; th- those are the two top receivers. Alshon Jeffrey is a, a major weapon. He he's a beast. The guy just can't stay healthy. Like he he always messing up his hamstrings, man. So you can't really depend on him to be there the whole season. Kevin White, who I thought was going to be a beast, he was injured last year and um, he hasn't looked good in the preseason. It just hasn't been there. Um, Zach Miller at tight end, he's going to be a sneaky little uh, player. If you need a late flyer at at tight end, he's a guy to definitely look at. I think he's he's going to have a good year. Uh, Jeremy Langford, another former Michigan State running back. I think he's going to have a good year. He came on last year when uh, Matt Forte got hurt. I, I think he's going to be a nice player. He, he can be a thousand yard back. Um, I can see him getting, you know, maybe like eight touchdowns this year. I think he's going to be a, a pretty good player for him. The defense is trash. <laughs> that defense is not good. Like I, I, and Jay Cutler is, he's not that good either. He, yeah, that team is not going to be good this year. So you can eliminate them from the playoffs. Let's go to the Minnesota Vikings wow, (laughs) this was definitely a team that I thought would make the playoffs again this year. And then a freak injury to who I think is a very good young and -and up-and-coming quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. He had a a terrible injury to the point where they were saying like he – the injury was so bad that he they were saying that he might lose his leg if they hadn't if EMTs weren't there to get to him so quickly. Um devastating injury. But aside from that injury, I mean, I felt like they had everything that they needed. Good offensive line. The defense I think is one of the best in the game. A good offensive line. They had receivers and uh Cordell Patterson who you know, hasn't necessarily lived up to the hype, but he's still a weapon. Stephon Diggs, who I think definitely stepped up and basically became the number one receiver there, is a really good player. Uh, La- Laquan Trent, well, their, their rookie wide receiver, who I think can definitely f- fit a role in that offense. A good tight end is, is Zach Randolph. And <laughs> probably the best running back. He may be the best running back to ever play the game. And uh, Adrian Peterson, and you also got to throw in uh, Jared McKinnon, who was going to come in and spell Adrian Peterson, and he—he's a monster too. Jared McKinnon, regardless of what Peterson does, was still going to get the, on the field. Uh, you know, I think they were going to want to, and they're still going to want to do this now. They're going to mix those guys in there. It might be like a sixty-five. Yeah. Um, Yeah, maybe like a a 65-35 split. Or maybe maybe even more. But they're going to want to get Jared McKinnon on the field because the guy is a weapon. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's just a beast. And to have him and Adrian Peterson is almost not fair. But when you lose Teddy Bridgewater, that basically kind of derails everything. So what do they do? They trade their first-round pick next year. And... A fourth, which could turn into a second-round pick, I think. If I think if the 49ers win, I mean not 49ers If the the Vikings win the Super Bowl, that fourth-round pick turns into a second. And they, they went and got Sam Bradford. Sam Bradford, I think, is a is a talented quarterback, but he can't stay healthy. And I think the system that he was in last year was didn't really fit him, and I think it's a little bit more complicated than it didn't really fit his style. So maybe they could still do something. You're gonna, I think they're going to start Sean Hill, former Lions backup quarterback, in week one, just because they need to get Sam Bradford up to date on the, on the system because he just got here. But I'm going to come back to the, the, the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to come back to them. The Green Bay Packers, I'm just going to say it, they're going to win the division, okay? Packers, they they've got all their weapons back. Jordy Nelson's back healthy, you know. He he was banged up. He, he's been hurt all of last year. He's one of the best receivers in the game, and they didn't have him. I think him coming back makes Randall Cobb better. Randall Cobb is is a damn good wide receiver, but he plays better when Jordy Nelson is there. So you got two of the top receivers in the game, and they've got some weapons behind them: and Devontae Adams, Ty Montgomery. Uh, Jared Aber- uh Alabaster, uh, Abadaris, that's his name, yeah. Jared <laughs> Uh Jeff Janis, uh, I want to say a Grand Valley State University player. He's there too, but I think he's injured, but they have a very good wide receiving core. Tight ends, Richard Rodgers last year was very good for them, but they got better by adding Jared Cook. Jared Cook is a guy you need to look at if you're Uh, Doing your fantasy draft, he's a late tight end. I I like him. And uh, you look at what Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback, has done with tight ends over the years. Jared Cook is a guy I think can finally break out. And you look at the the running backs. Eddie Lacy, he's a top running back. He's a guy I'm not touching in. I didn't touch in in fantasy drafts because I just don't trust him right now. But Eddie Lacy is a damn good running back, and he throw James Starks in there too. That's a, that's a, that's a good team, and I think they're going to win that division. <clears throat> now, <laughs> let me get a swig of water real quick. Hold on. <sighs> Here we go. For the moment everybody's been waiting for, the Detroit Lions. You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Number one, I'm just going to start off by saying I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. But let me go ahead and give my my playoff teams. So, for the NFC, the New York football Giants, the Green Bay Packers, the Carolina Panthers, and the Arizona Cardinals are going to win the division. I think Seattle's going to make it in the wild card and that last wild card team. This was my pick before Teddy Bridgewater got hurt, and I'm going to go ahead and stick with it. I think the Minnesota Vikings will make the playoffs as the second wild card team. So yeah, the Giants, the Packers, the Panthers, the Cardinals as your division winners, and the Vikings and the Seahawks as your wild card team. And in the AFC. I have the Patriots Steelers Colts Chiefs as your division winners and the Bengals and the Raiders as your wild card teams. You know what? I'll just go ahead and go through the playoffs too. I think your AFC Championship game is going to be the Carol, excuse me, the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. And your NFC Championship game is going to be the Arizona Cardinals versus the Green Bay Packers. I think the Cardinals beat the Packers. Sorry, Sheena. I know you're not going to like that. (laughs) And I think the Patriots beat the Chiefs. So we're going to have the Patriots versus the Cardinals in the Super Bowl. And just so y'all know, I have money on this in Las Vegas right now. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Arizona Cardinals to win the 2017 Super Bowl. All right, let's jump into... The topic of the moment, the Detroit Lions. A lot of my friends know how I feel about the Lions, and they're they're pretty interested in hearing what I have to say about the 2016 Lions. Like I said, I do not think they're going to make the playoffs this year. I think this team has a lot of holes that they need to fill, and I think with the new general manager, they're in a transition period. They... (sighs) All right, everybody I don't I don't like Matt Stafford. I'm not a Matt Stafford fan at all. I think he's overpaid and I think he's overrated. But he's the best quarterback that we have right now. Unfortunately, this organization hasn't done anything to bring another quarterback in that can challenge him for that starting spot. So he's who we have. I think going into this season though, and this might shock some people, I think Matt Stafford has the best receiving core he's had in his career. And that might, might might not make any sense to people that understand that Calvin Johnson just retired. And Calvin Johnson is one of the mo- most talented wide receivers to ever play the game. But I feel from top to bottom, I feel like this is the best receiving core that he's had. Marvin Jones is a damn good receiver. He's a big body. He can catch the deep ball. Golden Tate is very good uh, at catching the ball in short spaces. He can... Turn short catches into long games. He's he's really good at yards after the catch. I think Anquan Bowden is a big body. He's also good at catching the ball short and turning into big games, but he does it with more power. While Golden Tate uses speed and agility to, you know, get yards after the catch. I'm not an Eric Ebron fan. A lot of the people that you heard me say that I wanted the Lions to draft, they didn't. Drafting him because they drafted a tight end with the number 10 pick in Eric Ebron. He's a pass-catching tight end that drops the ball. It's not a good combination. But if he can live up to somewhat of his potential and hold on to the ball, he definitely has the opportunity this year to do so. Our running backs are really good at catching the ball out of the backfield. Especially Theo Riddick, who led all running backs with receptions last year. Amir Abdullah is really good at catching the ball out of backfield also. And hopefully he'll be able to run the ball somewhat (laughs) to give us some resemblance of a running game. But when I say Matt Stafford has the best receiving core that he's had in his career... I've been saying for years that he's been way too reliant on Calvin Johnson. When things went wrong, the first thing he did was throw it up to Calvin. No matter whether he was being double or triple covered, he threw it to Calvin. Now he's got really no excuse because he's got very good receivers that he, if he goes through his progressions and reads the defenses the way he's supposed to, he should be able to find Golden Tate open or he might be able to hit Anquan Bolden. Uh, in the flats or find Marvin Jones on the deep route. If that's not there, he should have Eric Ebron over the middle. He should have his running backs in the flats to dump it down. But the problem is he has to go through those progressions that quarterbacks are supposed to, and that's one of the problems that I've had with him. Basically, before his whole progression was Calvin Johnson, if Calvin's not there, throw it to Calvin anyway. So now that he doesn't have that safety net he you're gonna have to basically prove that you're worth what money you're making now and what money he wants to make in the future I believe cal i mean excuse me not Cal. I believe Matt Stafford is going to end up being the highest paid quarterback in nFL history if not next year the year after I don't think he deserves it I mean I just don't but I think he's gonna be making about twenty five million dollars a year but if he can go out there this year and show that he is worth that money he might make more than that (laughs) as much as that pains me to say that offense is going to be basically predicated on what Matt Stafford is able to do this year and I just don't don't believe in the guy I think he's a good quarterback (laughs) I think he's an average quarterback I think he has an above average arm I think he has one of the most talented arms but I just don't think he knows how to use it Hopefully Jim Bob Cooter, the offensive coordinator, knows how to rein a man and how to, you know, harness that power of his arm, but I, I just don't see it. Another problem with this team is the defense. We have we have a damn good defensive line. We we kept eleven defensive linemen. Six defensive tackles and five defensive ends. What do you need with six defensive tackles? I don't know. But the crazy thing is we cut two guys who were picked up right away. So we really had eight Really good defensive tackles. One thing that we definitely need to do is turn that depth on the defensive line into pressure on the quarterback. If we can get pressure on quarterbacks, it'll help out our secondary, which is not that strong. We have Darius Slay, who's who I think is really good, but he does have a lot of flaws. He does get beat deep and by uh, different receivers, and I'm not really sure how confident i am in our nickel in our second corner uh glover quinn i think is a damn good safety but i don't know how how good we are at that other safety spot our linebackers linebackers are good deandre levy's back he's a pro bowler he's a beast i think tamir whitehead is a really good linebacker but that other linebacker spot i, I don't know calvin noise he's, he's a Good play. He was a good player in college, but he hasn't really translated that into the NFL yet. He's having trouble staying healthy, and then he really didn't grasp the concepts of the defense last year. So hopefully he steps up this year, and then we don't have any depth behind him. So basically our whole defense is going to be predicated on what that defensive line can do and help cover up any defensive seats we have behind him. I, I just don't, I don't think that this is going to be as good of a season as some people think. I hear people saying the, <laughs> the cliche eight and eight this year, but I don't see, it. I see the Detroit Lions as a six and 10, seven and nine team. I think, I think at their absolute best, they can go seven and nine, eight and eight, but I see them as a six and 10 team. Hopefully they prove me wrong, but that's just the way I see it. But, Enough of NFL. Let me give a quick preview for what's coming up this weekend, which is UFC 203 in Cleveland, Ohio. I will be heading down to Cleveland Saturday morning to go check out the fight. And it's got, it got a really good card. Um, I'm going to go through a couple of the key fights that I'm definitely interested in. Uh, one of those fights being... Uh, The first fight on the main card, which is a women's strawweight fight between Jessica Andrade versus Joanne Calderwood. I think it's going to be a really good fight, but I think uh, Jessica Andrade is just too big and too strong. I think she's going to be, quote unquote, the cyborg Santos of that division. I think she's working her way up. I'm very interested in seeing uh, her continue her run through the strawweight division. Hopefully she comes away with the victory. Uh, the other, the second fight on the main card is Uriah Faber versus Jimmy Rivera. Now, most people automatically assume that Uriah is going to win this fight, you know, seeing as how he just fought for the bantamweight title in June. But I'm picking the upset. I'm picking Jimmy Rivera to win this fight. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure if this is an upset. I think Jimmy Rivera is the favorite going into this fight, so I'm going to pick Jimmy Rivera to come away with the victory. I'm going to skip this fight. I'm going to save this fight for last. Even though it's not the main event, I'm going to come back to this fight. But the co-main event is Fabricio Verdum, the former heavyweight champion, versus Travis Brown. Travis Brown is a replacement because Verdum was supposed to face Ben Rothwell, which is a fight I was definitely looking forward to. But Travis Brown steps in for the injured Ben Rothwell and takes on a guy he's lost to before and a former heavyweight champion in Verdun. I, I think nothing changes. I think Verdun defeats Travis Brown again. I think Verdun's ground game is, is too good. And I think over the past, I say, two years, Verdun somehow <laughs> got a striking game. He, and he, he's damn good. I think he wants to work his way back up and get another title shot. So I see him defeating Travis Brown. I'm going to say a second round submission. I see him putting him in a guillotine choke or a rear naked choke or something. I just see see the fight going to the ground. I see Verdun coming away with the victory. And for the main event, Mr. Alistair Overeem, one of my favorite fighters, faces the hometown hero, the UFC heavyweight champion. The man that brought a championship to Cleveland before LeBron could, Mr. Stipe Miocic. I'm looking forward to this fight. This is some of you may know. I'm a big UFC fan. I I have this thing where I want to see a title fight in each weight class, and I get to knock the heavyweight division off now. And plus, it's close to my home here in Detroit, so I get to go down to Cleveland and check it out. I'm going to go with Alistair Overeem to win this fight. I think Alistair's striking is World class. The guy is a K1 heavyweight kickboxing champion. I mean, you don't win that that tournament being a slouch. You got to be one of the best strikers in the world. So I'm gonna go over him to come away with the victory. And plus, I just like watching people in Cleveland disappointed. So it'd be great to watch Steve Abyotich lose that title in his hometown. That, that just makes me feel good inside. <laughs> I have a black soul. I can't help it. But the fight that I wanted to w- say for last, which is the, probably the big reason why people are going to be paying attention to this 203 card, which is, I mean, from top to bottom, I think it's a really good card. But the fight CM Punk versus Mickey Gal. For those of you that may not know, CM Punk was a former WWE heavyweight champion. He's been a professional wrestler his whole life and he is now transitioned over into mma he's never had an mma fight before not you know no professional fights no amateur fights he was he was not a collegiate wrestler he wasn't a, a judo player didn't you know participate in the olympics in taekwondo or anything like that he has a little bit of jujitsu under his belt and he's Always wanted to try MMA. So he gave up wrestling, and now he's making his debut in the UFC. He Honestly, CM Punk is definitely one of my favorite wrestlers, I would say, of all time. I was a big fan of his, you know, his come up through the independence, and then he made it into the WWE. So I am definitely interested in seeing this. Me and my friend Mike are heading down to Cleveland to check him out. Mike is a, a huge uh, wrestling fan as well. So we're going to check out Punk and see what he can do. He is a major underdog. Major underdog. I think the last I saw, the number on him was plus 450. So if if he wins and you bet $100, you win $450 for every 100 that you bet. I'm a betting man, but I don't think I would. <laughs> you know what? I take that back. I would place money on CM Punk to win this fight just because the odds are so good. I, I would put a little bit. I might throw like $20 on it or something like that. Not, I'm not actually going to do it, but I would if I was in Vegas. But I, I don't think CM Punk is going to win this fight. But I think it's going to be a good experience for him. He's saying that he wants to honor his contract. He has a multiple fight deal. So I think it would be good for him to you know, have that first fight. You know, get the experience, understand. You know what he did wrong, what he needs to work on. I think it'd be good for him if he wants, if he's taking this seriously, and he really wants to continue fighting. I just don't think that first time around is going to go well for him. I see, I see Mickey Gall winning this, and I, I, I'll give C. A. Puck a little bit of credit. I think he'll make it out of the first round, but I see Mickey Gall getting a submission in the second round. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Got floor seats. I'm gonna be down there. I might, uh, <laughs> I might try to sneak a CM Punk sign in there or something like that. Even though I don't think they allow that, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna have a good time, and hopefully, I'll be able to you know record something after the fight with me and Mike. We'll you know sit around and talk about our experience at UFC 203, and definitely talk about this fight. But I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time down there in Cleveland. Hopefully you guys order the fight uh, UFC 203. I-, I think it's going to be a real interesting card. It's definitely going to be interesting for you WWE fans out there to watch CM Punk jump into a whole new arena. And with all that being said, I've got to get ready to go to work and I got to pack my bag so I can go to Cleveland. So I'm going to wrap this up thank you all for listening to the show make sure you check out all my social media you can find me on Twitter at DevinThe63. That's D E V I N T H E 63. That's on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you check out the All Stake No Sizzle Facebook page. And if you want to send comments, questions, or concerns, anything you do want to interact with the show, you can email me at A S N S Podcast at gmail.com. That's A S N S Podcast at gmail.com. So. Make sure you hit all those social medias up, and I will talk to you next time. Peace.